What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host. Thank you for joining us with 1% with him here at His Hard Line. We're going to be reading out of the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 1 through 26. Whew, I tell you what, I'm still getting off the high from the last show. That was a crazy, awesome show. If you did not check it out live, definitely listen to the download. It was a His Hard Line discussion with Donna Brandenburg. And it was crazy, as usual. I always say, well, we're going to keep this to about an hour, but then it ends up going to being about an hour and a half, then an hour and 35. Next thing you know, we're at an hour and 40. It's like, my God, time flies when you're having fun. So, but welcome to His Heart Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the hosts, they are the bosses, they are the ones in charge, and they are at the helm of the ship steering this boat through these crazy chaotic, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. And so, uh, yeah, we got a lot to cover this week and uh and it just seems like we got so much to cover and not enough time to do it but we were going to do our best so so today we're going to be reading again out of the book of galatians and in the first part we're going to be talking about the importance of faith in the reading here and then the next part starting with verse seven it's going to be discussing about how you should not be misled and then the last part of chapter five uh, starting with verse 13 where we're going to be talking about freedom for service and then we'll round it out with a little just a little bit of commentary so this is how it reads for freedom christ set us free so stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery it is i paul who am telling you that if you have yourselves circumcised christ will be of no benefit to you now once again i declare to every man who has himself circumcised, that he is bound to observe the entire law. You are separated from Christ. You um, are trying to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we await the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Now, as far as being not misled, you were running well. Who hindered, excuse me, who hindered you from following the truth? The enticement does not come from the one who called you. A little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough. I am confident of you in the Lord that you will not take a different view and that the one who is troubling you will bear the condemnation wherever, whoever he may be. As for me, brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. Would that And then as we get into verse 13, talking about freedom for service, and it reads, For you were called for freedom, brothers. 
but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you go on biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed, beware that you are not consumed by one another. I say then, live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh has desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are opposed to each other, so that you may not do what you want. But if you are guided by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasions of envy, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified their flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envious of one another. Man, I love that chapter in Galatians. I don't know why. It's one of my favorites in that in this book. And so... Um, one thing I definitely want to go back to, and this is why on my website, you'll, I, I actually have this um, typed up on the main page. Uh, where did I see it here? Hold on. It says, where did I see it? Oh man, of course I would lose it. Let's see, for you were called for freedom, brothers, but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, here it is, yes, rather serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, and I quote, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you do not go on and biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. That's exactly what I, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start His Heart Line, if I haven't said this about 30 other times before in the past. It's a service to God and it's a service to His people. Because the, the scriptures are so important that we need to get into. And, and, and the transformation that takes place and what Christ does when He's in your heart is just astounding. And so with this letter, so Paul's letter to the Galatians can be divided into three parts. So now you got chapters one and two, which basically focus on Paul's biology, and that includes his qualifications to represent Christ as an apostle. And so then you get to the end of chapter two, if you haven't read through it, and then through chapter four deals mainly with theology and explaining the justifications come and, comes by faith in Christ and not by following the works of the law. And then when you get into chapters 5 through 6, it focuses on an application of these truths. Knowing all that's been presented in chapters 1 through 4, you know, how should those who are free in Christ live? And so in chapter 5 here, though, Paul begins by stating flatly that Christ has set us free in order that we should be free. And freedom, though, requires resistance against a return to bondage. Those in Christ must stand firm against anyone who would try to drag them into slavery under the law. And so Paul has in mind the issue of circumcision. And so a group known as the Judah, Jude, Jude, Judaizers, that's kind of a weird word, were pressuring the Galatians to submit to physical circumcision in order to be acceptable to God. But then some in the Galatians may have been willing to do this, but simply to cover all possible needs. 
and I quote, why not believe in Jesus and be circumcised, end quote. They may have thought. But Paul insists that, however, that faith in Christ must be faith in Christ alone and nothing else. In fact, he writes that in order to begin to follow the law cuts us off from Christ because we are asking God to judge us by our own works and not by Christ. And so Paul's confident the Galatians will reject this false teaching and that the one responsible for teaching, it will be held accountable. And it rejects a rumor that he himself was teaching anyone to be circumcised. And so if he were, why would they be persecuting him? In fact, he writes that he wishes that the false teachers would actually go past circumcision to castration. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty strong. And so then Paul turns to his focus to another way Christians might waste the freedom Christ has won for us. And some might think, well, they might think that since they have already been forgiven for their sin, and justified by faith in Christ, then what would keep them from indulging in all other sinful desires? And I read through them in that last, um, starting with verse 16, going on down to 24, 26, excuse me. That's not what our freedom in Christ is for. Instead, we should use our freedom to serve each other in love, not in the sins of the flesh. And it states it right here. Again, if I may repeat, it says, now, Now that the works of the flesh are obvious, and they are as follows, immorality, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, rivalry, jealousy, outbursts of fury, acts of selfishness, dissensions, factions, occasions of envy, drinking bouts, orgies, and the like. That's not what we're supposed to be using our freedom for. No. And so that battle for Christians is to allow the spirit to lead instead of shutting him down to go our own way. And so our own way always leads to sin, seemingly, and of course to destruction. But Paul provides a list of sinful lifestyles, like I just read. And those who live in that way without ever turning back should not think that they are in Christ. Absolutely. They will not inherit God's kingdom along with those who have God's spirit. And so then Paul offers a second list, and the one reveals what comes out of those who allow God's Spirit to lead the way. It is the one fruit with nine characteristics, and they are as follows. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. What's going on, hardliners? Really? Don't know where that came from because I wasn't even anywhere near the play button. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I guess somebody decided they wanted to interrupt the show. All right, whatever. Um, But like I was saying... With that list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so, you know, by definition, those who trust in Christ's death for their sin on the cross have made the choice to crucify their sinful desires along with him. And so that doesn't mean that we'll never sin again, but it does mean that when we keep in the steps of uh, God's spirit, we don't need to sin. In that way, we have been freed from sin's power as well as its penalty. And that's why I was saying in the last show, if you were... If you were um, tuned into that one or if you listen to, you know, if you're listening to that on the uh, download, you know, I was saying because, you know, I was playing a song that was getting people kind of bobbing their head and moving and dancing. It's a great song. And um, I was saying, yeah, you know, somebody I forgot somebody made a comment on there saying um, um, I, I can't even remember now, but I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of the inner DJ and me coming back out a little bit, you know, cause I used to DJ for eight, eight and a half years, but let me tell you something. I definitely got rid of that guy. And then somebody, and I made a comment saying, yeah, this is the old Jason. I got rid of him. And then somebody actually chimed in and said, actually Jesus did. I said, you know, 
I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're so, they're so right. You're absolutely right. Christ did get rid of the old Jason because this new Jason got born here and, and with, with the same talents and skills, right? The same talents and treasures and skills that he gifted me from birth, he took from, he was able to use, right, for his good and his glory. So I use the skills and talents that I have right now for a darker life, a sinful life, one that was in and out of nightclubs, in and out of, you know, um, just, you know, hotel to hotel and just, you know, very promiscuous life and a lot of drinking, a lot of intentional sinning. We'll just say that. And so that was in a life that I needed to lead. And um, yeah, and I knew I knew this. And I started getting away from it. Well, then I met my wonderful wife and long story short, as history would kind of tell, you know, we're now married, we have a daughter and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's been a great journey that we've had. It's been a, a hard start to our journey, but, um, you know, we work through it like anything you work, you work through it. You don't just give up and walk away. And so I think that's kind of part of God's design. We have to work through the problems. We need to endure through the pain and the struggles. Because that is what gives us character. That's what gives us, you know, also the ability and the learning lessons going forward on how we need to conduct ourselves when we, you know, come across the same bridge that has a, you know, a similar crossing, if you will, right, with, with certain struggles. And again, I will always divert back to the war training manual, the field training manual that was, you know, uh, released in 1928, 2000-25. I was just reading not long ago about the characteristics of America or uh, how America's most valuable asset is character. And it, it is so true because the more I read that, the more it sinks into my mind. And it is such a true, profound statement. And so it's, you know, we, we, we have to develop that character. And part of that character is also being rooted in Christ and, and humbling ourselves and stepping aside from pride and getting rid of ego. Because remember, pride is one of the seven deadly sins, too, if uh, you haven't heard. And so we need to drop pride. We need to drop ego. We need to humble ourselves, root ourselves in God, in Jesus Christ, and really just share the good news with people and do our best to live our best life. Like I said yesterday, and yesterday's 1% with him. We need to do our best to be the best version of ourselves. We're always going to sin, but we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, poor me or, you know, shameful me. I'm a sinner, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what we're here to do. Clearly, we're all sinners. I'm not one that's going to throw stones because Lord knows I, you know, for every stone I probably would throw, there's probably about 10 more coming back at me. And so we need to recognize who we are, who the enemy is, and how we defeat that enemy. And it's all rooted with Christ. It's so simple, but yet for some reason, it's so complicated for many. I guess it's like it says in, in, in Matthew, I can't remember what chapter, but where it says, you know, many will, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically how many will go through the wide gate because the wide gate is easy. There's no resistance, right? And few will go through the narrow gate because the narrow gate is hard. Well, the narrow gate, is what, again, will create the character for us. Because if, if the walk in life was so easy, everybody would be doing it. But that's not the case. We need to strive to walk through that narrow gate, if you will, right? And so that's all I really have for you today. It's been a, it's been a really crazy couple of hours. And um, I know it's probably a little TMI, but 
I think my bottom end is starting to fall asleep being in the studio chair. So I definitely am uh, ready to get up out of the studio and uh, get my evening proceeding forward here. But we're going to end this out in a prayer. And so I want to say, Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much for this platform, for the um, responsibility that you laid before me to um, being behind this mic, to being on the airwaves and trusting me to be a good steward with this responsibility because, um, you know, to, to, to be in the ears of many, I believe is a very heavy, a heavy responsibility. And I don't intend on abusing that. And I don't ever wish to have anybody be misled by my word. So guide me always. And if there was something I did say unintentionally that may have been false or slightly untruthful, please let it fall on deaf ears. My intention is to help bring people to your son, to be a living testimony, to let others know in the world what your son has done for me and how it bridged me to you. And I thank you for that. So be my guiding light, be that beacon, as I will ask and request in prayer, be that beacon of light for each and every single man, woman, and child that listens to this podcast. Give those marching orders to us, awaking more people out there so we can return back to freedom and we can return back to you, Father, because we as a society have stepped away from you and we are coming back. And we still have a lot of work to bring more back to you, but we won't stop. We won't waver because here at His Hard Line, your show, we are to be firm and we are going to be steadfast and we will be uncompromising in this journey for you because that is what we're here to do for you. We will hold your line. The enemy will never cross it again. We will hold your line. And with that, I pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so with that, again, I implore all of you, go to the website, share it. If you can, www.hishardline.com. And I see um, we, have a, we have a patriot out in California, Southern California. She says, sorry, I came in late working on a project. No worries. I, I get busy schedules. I, I get busy too. Um, not a big deal. That's why I like the downloads. If I, if I could be truthful, I listen to a lot of downloads when I listen to podcasters. I rarely listen live because I, I'm so busy myself. I don't, I'm, I can't really listen live to a lot of, you know, shows. So I rely on the download feature. I love the download feature. That's why, that's why I don't really pick and choose specific days and times to be on here. Just if I can be completely honest, because just much like I can't really commit to specific times on an everyday basis. And I probably could, I mean, really realistically I could, but we have so much going on that, um, you know, that I just, you know, between the gym and housework. And, um, I know Dennis was saying Bluetooth, you know, you very true. I, but when I get going and doing stuff, I don't want to have a phone in my pocket clunking around. I don't want to have earbuds in my ears. I try to be in the moment, especially when I'm with my family. I try not to stay you know, connected. I try not to really be plugged in all the time. You know what I mean? So I try to, I try to be very, um, uh, very well, just in the moment, right? I try to be very much in the moment. And so, but with that, I bid you all adieu. I hope you have a blessed evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. And remember, keep the eyes on the cross and, uh, Jesus, man, I tell you that, that guy right there that they all call Jesus Christ, 
that that guy right there is the one we all need to be connected to. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed evening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates. 